first thing that people care about. Who's the sponsor? What track record does he have? Mm -hmm. That's the number one before the deal, before the returns. I mean, obviously the deal, the location, the returns are important, Mm -hmm. but then the sponsor's reputation and track record is vital. Your network is your net worth. Come listen to some of the most successful people I know. Share invaluable knowledge, stories, and advice in real estate, business, and beyond. This is Weiss Advice. Whether you want to take your business or personal life to the next level, look no further. Welcome back to Weiss Advice. I am your host, as always, Yona Weiss. And today, I have a very special guest, Esther writes is low and bind. And the reason why I say she is so special is because she's probably the biggest fan of the Weiss Advice podcast. I mean, I can't think of another person that has actually been so uh, supportive, right, of, of the podcast since she started listening to it, writing reviews on almost every episode, all that good stuff. So thank you, Esther. It's great to have you here. Great to finally uh, have you on the show. It's great to be here. Uh, I truly enjoy listening to every single episode and I'm honored to be part of it now. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, listen, for sure, there's going to be one episode that you're going to listen to. <laughs> and, uh, oh, yeah. Actually, I don't like I don't like listening back to my, my own episode. Oh, I was going to say <laughs> that some people have a difficult time yeah. listening to themselves. So myself as a guest on podcasts, I really haven't even listened to many of the times that I've been a guest in a couple hundred times in podcasts. But all of my actual shows as the host, I actually listen to every single one because I want to I want to make sure that it came out right, make sure, you know, nothing was messed up in the editing process. And, you know, sometimes you catch uh, a nice nugget from that that you maybe didn't pick up the first time. So I love these conversations. I'm really excited to have you here and, you know, grateful that you're, you're joining me. It's, it's really interesting. I mean, we've been connected on LinkedIn for a while. You come to our, our meetups. You've been, just to give context, right, people understand who you are. You are a real estate investor. You're a real estate broker. And you call yourself a serial networker, but I mean, it seems like, you know, everyone. Okay. And you really put yourself out there and try to make connections and, you know, doing deals across the country. So how did you, how did you do that? Like, how do you handle all that? And being the mother of eight children and many other, many other things along the way. Yes. Oh, good question. A lot, a lot to go around there. (laughs) The answer is quite long. But I began as a speech language pathologist and for several reasons, I moved into the real estate world. I kind of found a job that fit my personality to, to be more, you know, to be exact. I'm an extrovert. I love connecting with people. Right. I love getting to know people. So I figured this was the perfect job for me. And I figured how to benefit from a job that fits my personality. That's cool. That you see, it's funny because a lot of like job coaches and things like that, uh, people have a profession that they, you know, I remember like you know, in high school, you have this, uh, you know, counselor who kind of said, Oh, what, what do you want to do? And that kind of stuff. But it's very difficult if you don't really know yourself well to figure out what kind of job, you know, it fits your personality. I mean, that's awesome because it really shows that you're doing what you truly love to do. I absolutely love what I'm doing. My husband, he, he works, he does well. I don't have to work. He never asked me to work, but I enjoy the work. I enjoy networking. I enjoy meeting people. I love the hustle. I'm competitive within myself. I love, I'm a very like goal achiever. So I like to achieve goals and I like to set goals for myself. And um, I just, I just love it. I, I love every day of it. Yeah. I don't have a specific, like people ask me, what is your goal? 
Right. Can you measure your goal? Can you state your goals for the next year? Like 2021 came around. People were like, set your goals, measure them, you know, put a specific number to them. I'm like, I'm just having fun doing this. I absolutely love it. That's awesome. Not setting no goals. Yeah. And just, you know, closing deals. I mean, that's, that's incredible because when you don't need to work and you're really, you know, putting your heart into it and enjoying it, enjoying the process and the people. And I think that's really what it's about more than anything is the people that you connect with, the people that you're networking with and doing deals with. It's incredible. So I want to ask you about LinkedIn because this is something that we've obviously both pretty active on. And it's something that you have really taken a really great approach in how you're you know, handling the, the platform. There aren't a lot of women in the commercial real estate world to begin with who are not only brokers, but also investors. There's a lot of brokers, um, you know, real estate brokers and things like that. When I say a lot, it's a small percentage of the overall. However, um, as an investor, you know this is something that you're kind of taking on and, and going with it full force. I mean, it, it's it's something that you're connecting uh, people across the country to deals. What's uh, you know what is it about LinkedIn and because you use other platforms as well that uh, that you find to be so beneficial. Right. So first of all, there are many women that are in residential real estate brokers. There aren't too many commercial real estate brokers. There are very few and let alone uh, women investors in the Mm -hmm. the field. I was at an event several weeks back and I was, I think I was the only woman investor in a room of a few hundred men, but I I learned to deal with that. I learned to, you know, go about it and not even sort of see it as different. I mean, it is different and at times it's awkward, but I just learned to flow with it. The second part of your question was about LinkedIn. <laughs> right. You know, I I think that LinkedIn is a very professional atmosphere. It's a very professional networking, you know, arena. And versus let's say Instagram and Facebook where people post more personal stuff, I saw I somehow tend to magnet to the people that are more professional. I have this mindset that's that I'm a I'm a goal achiever. I'm I strive for something. So I want to be around the people that have similar mindsets to me. And I feel like that's really helping me grow and helping me achieve my goals. So I, I feel like LinkedIn is the professional networking place to be. That's awesome. What are some of your goals? Because you mentioned, you know, you don't want to put like a number to a goal or anything like that. But obviously you do have goals and there are things that you are striving for, um, as you just mentioned, the, you know, like-minded people that you're. So what are some of those goals if you, if you can share? Well, I'm reaching for the moon. So um, <laughs> my goals are limitless. So become uh, an astronaut. There you go. Yeah. Exactly. One of my goals that I want to achieve. Uh, well, I just want to have financial freedom for my family and security. So that's important. Um, thank God with eight children and private schools, um, do the math, you know, it's quite expensive. Right. So um, that's, you know, that's one goal. And another goal is just for me to like, I wanted to learn. If, if you hear about my background a bit, I, I was a speech language pathologist prior. And um, I loved the job. I loved working, but that was all I knew. I didn't know anything about finances and my husband was fine with it. And I was fine with it. Um, we had this going joke between us that we were in a workshop. He would work and I would shop. <laughs> um, all, all I would do is just like swipe the credit card. That was my extent of financial knowledge. And um, one day it like really, really hit me that I, I need to start learning. I need to start knowing. Um, there were several factors involved as well. Um, like my husband's job is very, very dependent on him. Um, so he's doing well, but his job is super dependent on him. Like he, if he's not there to run it, the job isn't happening. So, mm-hmm. you know, a few health scares and um, some awakening, 
later, I was like, I need to start learning. I need to start knowing things. I need to start learning finances. I need to know what's out there in the world. I just need to become educated. So I started learning. We, well, we bought our house four years ago. I didn't even know what a mortgage was. Wow. That's, that's how bad it was. Yeah. So fast forward to, to now that my business grew way beyond my expectations. Talk about goals. Mm-hmm. I never expected it to boom as much. You know, we're coming from the business world. I mean, we were invested in real estate as well. But now that I got into it, my husband's kind of like jumped on the bandwagon and we're going, you know, pedal on the metal, full force into real mm-hmm. estate. So it's been like something that came out of left field that we never expected. So we're just going with it. And, you know, the goals are limitless. We never set any goals and we have no goals in mind. But um, right. at the rate we're going, things are picking up really fast. I'm working on my website now because I cannot keep up with demand. Right. Uh, I'm like squeeze at all ends. I'm an investor. I'm a realtor. And I, and I got involved in, on the equity end. Right. So, so when you say I you got involved in the, on the equity end, that means you are raising equity, you're, you're investing equity into, into deals. Tell me a little bit more about that. Yes. So um, it all started out from one residential client. I started with residential. When I got into real estate, I started on the residential end. Mm-hmm. I'd gone into the, into the real estate office and the broker told me like, that in order to go into real estate, you need to start with, the res- with residential. I'm like, that doesn't really make sense. Because it's two totally different animals, but no right. problem. I don't mind learning that that side of the business too. Started with residential. I got lucky with one client, um, one happy client. You know, you start schmoozing and you show them houses, and then suddenly they're they're you know they're like, oh, do you know of a multifamily building? So that's how I started like getting involved in the in the commercial real estate field. Fast forward, I did six deals with that one person. Wow. And then I think they trusted me. They felt like I was transparent and honest after coming from uh, stories of other realtors. Right. So that's my, that's my motto, honesty, transparency. Then one day he asks me if I know someone that can bring capital to a specific deal. So I was like, let's give this a try. (laughs) Two phone phone calls and I found the capital. So I'm like, wow. The people you knew. uh, Yes. Yes. Obviously people I knew. That invest in real estate. Yeah. Fast forward. This guy is now working with my husband on the business deal. <laughs> but um, yeah. And I, That's great. I received. Yeah. Um, and obviously within my sphere, it was two people that I was working with already. Mm-hmm. So it was easy. You know, I, it, it was, it came effortless to me kind of. Um, but I connected well, him and then I'm like, wow, I got something going here. If that took me two phone calls to find the capital, I'm like, I should start doing this. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like it's just a matter of networking and sort of matchmaking p- properties and people right. and cash. Um, so this is what I love. So I jumped on it and um, so far raised over $30 million um, just within COVID time. That's awesome. And then now people reach out to me. If I could like sort of join their team as a GP, mm-hmm. get on the bandwagon, do do some work for them and then help them with capital. So now I'm swamped with swamped with work. No complaints. Right. But that's, but, uh, that's, uh, it keeps you busy. I mean, for, for goodness sakes, finding deals for yourself to invest in brokering deals, which you're still doing and 
now raising capital to, you know, and, and partner on, uh, on other deals. It, it's obviously there's a lot going on. I, myself personally, I cannot do that. <laughs> it's, you know, I'm, I keep really busy with, uh, you know, the things that I'm, that I'm currently involved in. And for me, I, I feel like, you know, I only, I only have six kids <laughs> right? and, um, you know, my wife takes care of most of that as well. But to me, I just can't, I, I really can't, um, I can't fathom like how you're able to to really juggle everything, but it, it is very impressive. That that I'll say. Thank you, I appreciate it. It's a lot. It's really a lot, and it's come to a point that um, as a realtor, I have one client bringing me a lot of deals, and and that client is like, "You need to start an office. I'm going to help you." He's like, "We have more deals coming. I'm mm-hmm. going to help you set up." So we're starting a website where we just hired a secretary. We have a part-time underwriter. We have um, eventually we'll hire him full-time. We have an attorney that's now pretty much working for us only, not officially, but pretty. I think he's busy with our deals only. Mm-hmm. So we're opening an office. We're starting a team. So right now it's absolutely crazy, but it's hopefully going to get a little easier as things get a little more automated. That's very exciting. Um, yeah, it is. It, it is nuts. I don't have time for anything else but work and the kids. Like I used to host weekends and that came to a massive halt because I just, um, very busy during the week. So the weekends are totally for my kids, like 1000%. So that's taken like, um, a shift. Yeah. I haven't watched any movies since I started working. I listen to podcasts and read books and talk to people and ask questions. Cause I want to know, I want to grow. I want to, you know, see everything that's out there. And, awesome. and I, yeah, and I'm happier than ever. So and um, and on top of all of it, I recall you saying that you guys have a nonprofit that you yeah. uh, you and your husband run. Yes, Can you so tell me very a little big, bit about that. Yeah. We're very big into helping the next person. That's our motto. Like as God increases your bank accounts, um, it's, you know, help the next person. That's that's our very strong motto. So we're very mm-hmm. very big into giving whatever we can, whether it's advice, finances, support, stopping my work to take someone to the hospital, like. I try to be there as much as possible, as much as humanly possible. For the <laughs> next person. Yeah. With my kids coming first. That's incredible. Yeah. Oh, very And cool. on the kids end, like the way I do it is like, really, I have a lot of help so I can do it. I don't touch my house. If someone comes to my house, I'm like, they're looking for cups. I'm like, I know it. You know, you just, just, I know just as much as you do. <laughs> Go find it yourself. Um, so I'm like, if my house is a mess, I take no responsibility. Uh, but there's only a lot. <laughs> There's only so much I can control. So um, I have to focus on what matters and, you know, where my attention is needed most. Right. Well, it's, it's good. I mean, d- delegating and figuring out those things that you're good at, things that you enjoy, like you said, exactly. and have other people do, you know, take them exactly. uh, to take care of those other things. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Well, that's great. Let's, I want to switch gears a little bit here because, you know, we've talked about your background, talked about what you're doing currently and what. And going forward, we have talked about that as well. I mean, obviously, you're starting an office. You are right opening up opportunities to not only invest but also, you know, uh, partner and and broker and do all kinds of other things. I mean, it's it is very impressive. But what what do you see in terms of you know your involvement? Because obviously, you can't you can't just keep uh, you know doing all this. Do you see yourself as more of like the CEO of this company, or you know, running it in terms of? Uh, you know, operations and things like that? Or is it something you, you're, you're hopefully going to be hiring other people to handle? Right. Uh, it's a good question. Because um, every entrepreneur really needs to, which is what you are, obviously, it needs yeah. to figure those things out and then see where they can utilize their time best. 
Right. So I am figuring it out as I go. That's the truth because it's all fairly new. But in terms of like underwriting, that I know I'm not doing. Uh, although I'm like getting better at understanding deals, you know, I'm really, really honing my skills there. But um, I could look at a deal now and, and really, you know, understand the investments and understand the numbers of the returns, et cetera. But that I know I can hire someone for. So we have someone really good on our team. In terms of the investments, um, it was cute. My husband started like, um, I post deals on my status, my WhatsApp status, my LinkedIn status, my Instagram status. And my husband would look at them and he's like, why didn't you send that to me? <laughs> so I started sending him the deals and we started investing heavily. We started, we're very, very big now in the industrial market. Okay. Like just opportunities came to, to us. We're going to other opportunities as well. Pretty much whatever makes sense anywhere. Once the deal comes in, I kind of give it over to him to do the, the investing, the management um, and all that. I'm not dealing with that because I'm dealing more with the connecting, connecting with the people, mm-hmm. um, finding the deals, sourcing the deals connecting them with the investors. I have a lot of paperwork right now that I'm doing that I wish I wouldn't have to, like sending mm-hmm. out NDAs and um, contracts and LOIs and all that. So that I'm hoping to have assistance with, right? you know, eventually. I'm going to figure it out <laughs> as we go. As you go, right. I, I'm more of the connector. Got you. Yeah, that's I mean, my, we're that's my the same in that regard. Yeah. Which, which is why I'm kind of, very curious to know how it is that you're doing what you're doing because <laughs> I feel like I could learn a tremendous amount from you um, in, in terms of actually getting some of those things done. It's Having very done funny. Like, like my husband, um, I gave him a certain deal and every so often I'm like, oh, what's holding, what's the status of that one? Like, what's the status of that one? I pipe in every so often, but I honestly, I cannot keep up with every single deal that's coming in. It's way too much for me. Um, <laughs> but every so often I, I inquire and I want to see what's happening. So when people ask me, oh, um, how many deals do you have? How much do you have under contract? I'm like, honestly, like I need to ask him. Like I need to check in with him every few days just to see what's going on because right. I I can't keep up with uh well, with everything. Okay, let's let, let's if you don't mind, let's focus in. I want to just before we get to the you know towards the end, I want to focus in. I want to actually hone down on one specific deal. Let's let's talk through something that obviously you can't hand you know can't keep on top of everything, but let's try to remember. Obviously, all of this has really happened in the past year, right? Essentially, I mean, you've, yeah. you've been, uh, so, yeah, I mean, you've been a, a realtor for a few years, but uh, essentially, getting full time as as we're discussing now, this has really taken off in the past year, which is incredible. All all within the the time of COVID since yeah. it started. But can we focus and, and hone down on one deal, whether it was a good deal or a bad deal, something that went sour? It doesn't matter. I just want, I would like, love to hear some specifics and tell me why, uh, what made that deal something that attracted you and how you got it done, uh, et cetera, from beginning to end. Let's just walk me through. I want to, I want to learn from you. So honestly, we, we were very lucky to find a very good partner that we partnered with that has transacted over $700 million in real estate. So honestly, I present the deal to my husband and him. Mm-hmm. And in a minute, he'll tell me or five minutes, whatever, like very quickly, he'll come back and say yes or no. So, so far we've had no bad deals because we have the, we have the team, we have the experience and we have, we know we do full due diligence before we go into any deal. So, so far I can't say that I've had a bad deal. I mean, I could tell you stories of brokering and and the capital raising on those ends, but as an investor, right. I have thank God. Okay. 
no bad deal enough. there. We have the we have the team with experience. Okay, so good deal. Let's talk about a, a good deal. <laughs> so a good deal. We're well. We're currently under contract on four very large warehouses. All good deals. That's awesome. Uh, we come in either we buy either vacant or partially occupied warehouses. So far in New York, New Jersey, but we're looking to expand anywhere. We have a strategy either to fill them or some of them are for the end users. We have some businesses as well mm-hmm. that will use part of the space. Yeah. So no, no, they're all good as of now. There you go. Okay. Hopefully, well, hopefully stay good. Well, yeah. I mean, listen, the, every deal is good until it's not. <laughs> right. As raising equity, I, I've learned also like, you know, how to, I've had, I could write a little book just on my few months that I'm doing this, but I can, you know, decipher between a good deal and not a good deal and, you know, what to go for and what not to go for and different criteria that I'm setting for myself in order to invest in as well. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that's, you, you obviously have to have the criteria. You can't invest in everything, but uh, you have to know what, what works for you, what returns yeah. you're looking for. And um, that's great. I think the space is a, is a great space to be in right now because there's so much demand and yeah. that's so awesome. that aspect i could tell you what's, what's good and what's not yeah over there i know i knew, i learned very fast what's what's something that uh, is a red flag in uh, in that space i vet the sponsors that's the first thing that people care about who's the sponsor what track record does he have mm-hmm. that's the number one before the deal before the returns i mean obviously the deal the location the returns are important mm-hmm. but then the sponsor's reputation and track record right is absolutely vital. Obviously, that's a first thing to, to check. So well, it's been a pleasure uh, up until this point. I really learned a lot about you and uh, and what makes you tick and how you do it, which is just incredible. I want to I want to jump into the final four over here, which, as you know, these are four questions that I ask all of my guests in the last segment of the show. And the first question is, what is the worst job that you ever had? Okay, so I had a job babysitting when I was in high school. I actually loved it. I really loved it. I loved the kids and I would play with them and set them up and I'd always plan in advance. I'd make it very exciting. But the part that wasn't nice about it is that I didn't feel appreciated by the mom. I was watching her kids and it was just, she was just so mean to me. So I felt like very, very unappreciated. And fast forward now that we have so much help in our house and and we have people coming and going, I learned from that really early that it is so important to treat the people that work for you really, really well. Right. That like really taught me early on that um, people that are taking care of your kids, especially, and they're in your house, treat them well. Absolutely. Well, I'm sorry you had to have that experience, but obviously it taught you that very important lesson um, and yeah. giving it back and, and paying it forward for those people that are helping you out with your kids, which obviously is, is so important. They're, you know, they're your kids. <laughs> you want to make sure that not only, um, you know, they're doing well, but the people that are helping them or watching them are, are feeling, exactly. feeling well, cause they will give back and they will help more and they will do more, uh, good, you know, hopefully than, than anything else. So second question for you, if you can think of a book that's given you a paradigm shift. Okay. So I don't have too much time to read. That's the honest truth. I actually write for a magazine, but I don't have too much time to read. But one of the main reasons I didn't get into is that I was in a very not good place before I got into real estate. I was in in an emotionally, mentally, like not a good place. Um, I had a child that was born with some health issues and, you know, it kind of like rumbled into a whole situation and it was very hard on me. So at that point, I was like, okay, I need to see, I need to go talk to somebody to see a psychologist. But I was like, no one's going to understand me. No one's going to 
um, get me. I, no one's going to relate to me. I'm not going. So my husband started reading me these ex- excerpts of The Power of Now and The New Earth by Eckhart Tolle. Super powerful, like just learning how to live in the present moment, learning how to um, negate everything that doesn't serve you, kill the ego in order to live in the present and bring out the consciousness and the world by just being, being, you know, how often do we obsess about the past, worry about the future while squandering the present? Mm-hmm. We have to learn how to, and this is a lesson I took in for myself. You know, I'm worrier number one. That's my, that's me. Like I, I'm a worrier by nature. So this book like really, really helped me just focus on what's important, remove distractions, you know, just hone in and be present. Let's say, for example, I'm taking a long, long drive. You know, I used to like worry, okay, I'm late. I'm running late. I'm five minutes late. When am I going to get there? Now it's like, I sit back. I enjoy the scenery. I listen to wise advice. (laughs) You know, the ride is beautiful. (laughs) I can't get any better. (laughs) So those two books um, really, really gave me a paradigm shift. Mm-hmm. And um, it really replaced my psychologist. <laughs> there goes that. Um, really highly recommend. It's interesting that he also um, mirrors a lot of asceticism, like what we're taught. For example, like the new earth, the purpose of the new earth is in order to create a new heaven where we remove all the ego and bring out the consciousness. And um, mm-hmm. the purpose of all the material mundane things in the, around the world is only to serve a new heaven. Interesting. And the new heaven will be once we all together recognize uh, that everything, all the all the material stuff are just there in order to serve the new heaven. Very interesting. Thank you uh, for sharing that. Yeah, I got to check that one out. Definitely put that one on the list. Third question for you is what is a skill or talent that you would like to learn? Lots. I want to know everything, but, <laughs> but um, what, I'm, what I'm actually going to do is actually listening to all your podcasts. And, and realizing everyone wants to and wants to do, wants to do something. So I'm like, okay, what am I doing? What am I going to start doing right now? Right. right. I don't mm-hmm. want to hear what people's goals are. I want to start doing my goals right now. So actually, I want to learn how to fly. <laughs> and I already signed up. Wow, I like a pilot. Pilots. Yeah, like a, not, not a commercial, but let's say a small jet. Yeah, fly airplane. Um, yeah, I signed up because I said I'm taking action. I just have one little... A real estate goal that I have to personally, uh, it's my personal goal that I want to achieve in order to go for the first lesson. That's awesome. So it's going to be like a gift to yourself to exactly. uh, get you that first lesson. Yes. Awesome. Well, that's, that's fun. How, how, how are you buying the wheel of a car? Oh, I love driving. <laughs> <laughs> I always wanted to join NASCAR. <laughs> I speed. <laughs> so uh, flying a plane will be uh, perfect for you then. <laughs> yes. Very good. Okay. No, I appreciate that because there are, there are a lot of people that, you know, say they have a goal, they have a skill, something they want to learn and thing like that. But I always challenge people, right? Well, if that's something you want to do, do it, right? What do you do to take action to actually do that? That's part of the reason why I came up with that question in the first place was to kind of give people their own right impetus to do something, right? Not just to to say, oh, that's something that I would like to do in the future sometime. No, right now, what are you going to do? Exactly. Right. With my limited time, you know, I'd love to do right. everything, but within time. Yeah. Well, I'm not going to tell you that you can't do everything because certainly <laughs> you've proven that you can and you, you probably will. Um, so yeah. yeah, but honing it down to one thing is certainly a, a good uh, first step. So fourth and final question is, what does success mean to you? Oh, so every time I listen to the episodes, my, my version of success changed. <laughs> but um, number one, obviously, is financial security for my family. 
right? If something, God forbid, were to happen, you want to have continuous cash flow from various um, sources, very important. And number two is living in the present moment. Big goal for me. Um, I, try, I strive for that. That's um, a big one. And success really for me is that my kids turn out to be good people. That's, that's my biggest success. Yeah, that's the, that's the most important thing as parents, uh, obviously. I can, I can agree to that, that seeing your kids growing up in the right way and having nachas from them and having, uh, you know, exactly. making sure that you get, you get a lot of pleasure from seeing them be the people that, you know, that, not that you want them to be, but see them that they are good in their own right. Yeah, I also feel like me working is um, being like a good role model to them. They're becoming more aware of what's going on. You know, um, they're learning about things subtly. They see houses and buildings in a different light. They're understanding money more. Mm-hmm. So that's, I feel like that's also in a way like just teaching them better. But yes, exactly. We want to see, um, you know, them grow up to be good, mature good, good people, like good hearts. That's most important to me. Absolutely. That's awesome. Well, it has been a pleasure. Where can our listeners find you or reach out to you? I am on Instagram as SD Lonevine. I'm on Facebook as Esther Rises Lonevine, I believe. On uh, LinkedIn, most important, best place to reach out. Um, I have a million messages to go through, but bring them on. Um, Esther Rises Lonevine. All right. And you're forward to connecting with everyone. And your website, which is soon to soon to come. EstherRises.com. It's there almost ready. All right. Hopefully, well, hopefully by, by the time. Episodes. Took the my mouth. EstherRises.com. Awesome. Well, it's been a pleasure. Thank you so much for joining me. This was really awesome. Glad we got the chance to do this and um, hope to. You know, I'm sure we will be speaking again soon because we usually do anyways. But until next time, and to all of our listeners, remember, you want to take this one away? The best advice only comes when you ask. <laughs> you, heard, you heard it here first. Thank you. We'll talk to you later. Real quick, I have one question for you. Did you like this episode? If you did, I want to ask you a huge favor. See, the biggest thing that helps this podcast grow and that will spread this message to the whole world is that if you leave a review, a rating, and subscribe to the podcast. What that does is it basically tells the platforms that this podcast is out on is that you like my stuff and I'm doing something right. So take a few seconds out of your day, hit that subscribe button, leave a rating review. I would be extremely grateful. Also, I want to hear from you guys. So I want to hear some feedback. If you have any questions for future episodes, please find me on LinkedIn, send me a DM, a connection request, Yona Weiss, and I'd love to hear from you.